Hi, this is Vanessa Marshall. I play Harrison Dula on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars Bookworms. Enjoy. Even men like Talon Card occasionally make mistakes. This is the Chimera. Launch the attack. Time to go to work. You won't let me get killed, will you? Is that what I was supposed to be doing here? I should have brought my lightsaber. So did you catch that new surprise trailer we got today? Oh, you mean the Japanese one with all the writing all over it that mets the whole flow and vibe up for me? Well, that's that, a, that wasn't the point of it. It was a brand new trailer that I don't think anybody saw coming. Like, I got, I got past the fact that there was writing on it. I still haven't, and I've watched no. it like five times, and I'm not, I'm not a fan. Really? Don't really like it. Mm-mm. Okay. The trailer in general, though, like the actual footage that we saw, all the new stuff, that didn't get you excited? Not any more than I already was. Oh, man. And it just didn't have the same impact for me like the other ones did. I don't know. Uh... There's something about the music and then the imagery and then the Japanese writing and the whatever and I was just like, okay, this feels weird and not cohesive and doesn't didn't have impact huh. for me. That's interesting. I loved it. I thought, man, like I w- it was completely unexpected. I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw this image on Twitter of Ray with like Kylo Ren's lightsaber at her throat and I'm like, where is this image from? Like I've never seen this before. And then realized that it was linking me to a, a trailer that I had never seen. So it kind of just came out of nowhere. And uh, I don't know. I just like, I thought it was cool just because there was so much new footage. I liked the the scene with the TIE fighters kind of flying toward you and the, the sun in the background. Um, you know, the scene with the X-Wings kind of flying down through the clouds. You know, I don't know. I just, I got super excited. I think anything that is new footage that I haven't seen before is going to get me excited. I think I could have lived without it. I think I would be, I would be, it didn't diminish my excitement for the movie, but I think I would just have been better off not seeing it. I think it's interesting. I really enjoyed the, the trailer. Sad that you didn't get the same feeling out of it, but. I have issues with things that have bad dubbing in foreign languages on them. But we're going to have the real thing soon enough. <laughs> the real thing is coming. The real movie I kind of hope they don't give us anything else. I don't want any more. Movie. I want them to stop now. Yeah, Just stop I think now. That's it's enough. enough. That's I don't way want more, more than enough. I don't the think... international trailer was more than I needed. We don't need any more trailers. We don't need any more, you know, promo I don't picks. need any more posters. I don't need I don't need anything else. Just cut it out. All right. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so book club this month lost stars yay (laughs) (laughs) i actually haven't i need to catch up because i think i'm behind the reading schedule right now because we're we're reaching the end of the first week and i'm not where i should be so i think i'm only on like chapter two oh i'm done you finished the book are you gonna be jumping in and talking about it like in the order that we're doing it week by week are you gonna jump in and talk yeah, I just have to make sure I get the like get the book out and look at stuff before I say things because I audio booked it, so I don't really remember what fell when. You yeah, know? we need to get more Other people than over there. Saying like hour number forty, um, it it wasn't. It was only eleven hours, but <laughs> <laughs> we have like we have a ton of members over there now. Um, we do, but this book it seems like we're getting a bit of a slow start on people talking about it. 
So if you guys have read it, you know, and you're part of the book club, we would love for you to jump in, even if it's just a couple comments about the chapters, you know, get in there. I think once discussion starts up, you know, we'll see more people talking, but right now we're getting a bit of a slow start. So for those of you, especially our regulars that are over there, you know, jump in and like, let's get this discussion started because I know it's a great book. I've heard great things, so I can't wait. Definitely considering so many people have read it and so many people like it, you know, we really need your help. So get on over there to the book club and talk about Lost Stars. But, and we'll put it out on Twitter. We should just be like, we're reading Lost Stars. Come <laughs> read with us. But tonight's exciting, Teresa. You know why? Is it? It's exciting because we are reviewing a comic, an actual comic book for the first that time is true. in a yeah. long time. And this is not, you know, this is kind of a momentous thing because this is the very first Marvel comic that we are, or comic volume that we are reviewing. I think it's cute how excited you are about this right now. (laughs) I hadn't even thought really about it other than that, like, we're reviewing a comic. Well, if you think about it. You're like, it's the first Marvel comic we're reviewing on the show. (laughs) Get excited with me. This is where you need to play um, the the music from the end of Phantom Menace. You know, la, 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 la. (laughs) I will. (laughs) No, I say that. I probably won't take the time to edit it in. No, you won't. You won't. Maybe I will. I don't know. We'll see. But, um, yeah, I think it's kind of a big deal because they started releasing the comics, the Marvel comics, the new canon comics in January. So it's been, you know, now we're 11 months into the year and we're finally getting the first volume. Now, the first volume came out last month, so 10 months into the year it came out. But we're finally getting to it. Um, so I think that's pretty exciting. You know, we're, we've been waiting. We always say we wait till they come out in the trade paperback. So we waited. And now they're coming out in the trade paperback. So now we finally get to dive into some of these stories that are now canon. You know, I know we've done a lot of comic reviews for the Legends universe, but this is the first legit Marvel canon. We did do the Dark, or we did do Dark Horse's canon comic, but that was that Darth Maul one. But this is the first Marvel. (laughs) I know I'm like starting to remember things. I'm like, well, maybe it's not the first, but this is the first Marvel canon comic. So it's pretty exciting. We decided to do Darth Vader first. I don't know why, but we neither. I really don't know how. We that probably happened. should have done Star Wars first, especially as I was reading Darth Vader and I realized it was referencing things that happened in the Star Wars comic series. And I was like, I feel like we're doing this a little out of order. Hmm. All right. Well, let's just stop. You guys have a great night. We're gonna go read some more. We'll come back later. Bye. <laughs> so, are we doing Not stats really. here? Um. Yes. Let's do the stats. Do you want me to do it, or do you want to do it? Darth Vader has killed how many people? <laughs> Not those kind of stats. Not those kind of... Okay, wrong stats. You go, Ron, right ahead. All right, so Darth Vader, book one, and the title of it, very creatively, is Vader. Writer, <laughs> Kieran, <laughs> Kieran Gillen, uh, artist Salvador LaRocca. And did you know that you have a relative that's actually working on this comic? Dude, just because he has my last <laughs> name doesn't mean that he's a relative. Well, the colorist's last name is actually Delgado, which I thought was interesting as I was reading through the the comics and seeing the name Delgado on the front. Gotcha. But apparently it doesn't mean anything to you. (laughs) I think it's cool, though. I mean, it's like, woo, Hispanics, yay. (laughs) And the release date is October 6, 2015. So we're actually right on that target of we wait a month. So 
we actually did it this time. Woo! <laughs> Again, yay us. Now we cue the music. Literally la, exactly la, la, a month la, after, la, so. La. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, so the, I don't, this isn't really the synopsis more than just the uh, the text that was on the Marvel website, but it says, collects Darth Vader uh, number one through six, the original Dark Lord of the Sith stars in his first ongoing series. Ever since Darth Vader's first on-screen appearance, he's become one of pop culture's most popular villains. Now follow Vader straight from the ending of A New Hope and the pages of the new Star Wars comic book into his own solo adventures, showing the Empire's so- war with the Rebel Alliance from the other side. But when a Dark Lord needs help, who can he turn to? As Vader pursues a very personal vengeance against the Rebels, and investigates the Emperor's secret machinations. He clashes with weapons scavenger Afra in deadly battle droids and returns to Geonosis to build an army. But some very powerful people don't want him to learn the truths he seeks. Guest starring Jabba the Hutt, Boba Fett, and more. On this episode yeah, right. of <laughs> Darth Vader. <laughs> so, yep, that's the... Uh... This week... That's the uh, kind of rundown there. but So we always talk about, when we were doing the Dark Horse reviews, we were talking about how we were getting super tired of all the Darth Vader comics. Hey, look, here's another one. And the very first one we do of Marvel, Darth Vader. <laughs> um, I think we're just trying to get it out of the way. How but this that? one's a little bit different, I think. Uh, notably because it's canon. Um, and that it doesn't make sense. Well, to you, maybe. Uh, we can get to that. <laughs> but it does feature a little bit more tie-ins to the movie we have you know pretty big characters that show up like they said you know Jabba the Hutt Boba Fett um there's some other characters from the movies that show up so I feel like it's a little bit it does feel a little bit more tied in with the movies than a lot of the kind of random stories we were getting from Dark Horse about Darth Vader how he was going to some whatever planet and trying to kill whatever but this this is a little bit more tied in with the films and does kind of have that canon feel did you how did you feel about that I don't know. I don't know if I felt like all of this power because it's canon, you know? I don't know. It didn't feel different to you as you're reading it? You weren't thinking, okay, this actually, like, matters. This, I'm paying attention to things that might show up in other canon stories. Nothing. No. No? But I don't even do that with the books. Okay. Either. I think you and I probably have a different perspective even when it comes to canon. I think canon means a little bit more to me than it does to you i think you still just enjoy things for the individual stories and i'm always looking for I think like that is true i'm always looking for the threads that tie everything together and you're just kind of like oh it's just a story you know i'm not really associating it to the next is, thing i think that is an accurate statement sir all right um well done well the, the comic starts well out, observed <laughs> the comic starts out with um, Darth Vader walking into Jabba's palace. That's new. I mean, I don't think we've ever seen that in anything. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting choice, but I liked it. A confrontation. Of him actually showing up in, J- in Vader's palace. I think it's cool because it's almost like when Luke walks into Vader's palace. Right. There's some parallels. Now there. he's been visited by both Skywalkers. Whereas this would have happened before Luke's visit. Um, right. Which is interesting See? as well. And when Luke shows up, he's wearing black. True. So, so in a way, Luke's visit to Jabba's palace was actually a parallel to this, which hadn't happened yet when that movie came out. <laughs> right. He was just copying his dad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I, I thought, I mean, that scene went by really fast, but it was just kind of interesting to see Vader kind of in that environment because it's just not, you know, we've seen Jabba's Palace plenty, even in the Clone Wars. You know, we saw it um, with Obi-Wan and Anakin going there, I think. Was it Obi-Wan and Anakin or was it Obi-Wan and Quillen Voss? But, you know, we've seen characters there before, you know, we've never seen Vader there before as far as I can remember. So, yeah, so that was interesting. One of the big things that this comic is all about is Vader um, kind of, like, being shamed by the Emperor. Right, because, like, the Death Star was his fault. Yeah, the Emperor's, like, not happy about the Death Star, and Tarkin's dead, you know, all the other people that were on the Death Star are dead, so the only one he really has left to blame is Vader. Vader's, like, the sole survivor of that battle, which, you know, when you think about it, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I guess that's true. Like, everybody else that was there is is dead, so... Although he survived, and he's always this menacing force we think about, you know, in the original trilogy, it's kind of interesting to think, yeah, he was he was basically a complete failure in that first movie, um, and in this comic, he's kind of paying the price for that. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, the one thing I can say about this comic is I, I really like the way Vader looks in this comic, but I like all of the art in this comic. So it's interesting to... I don't know. It's interesting to read it because I actually like the art, whereas in some comics I get turned off by the art. Um, and I don't know why I felt like saying that right now, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I agree with you. I think I was art... looking, sorry, I was looking through the scenes of the the altercation with Jabba the Hutt, and I'm like, this is pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's something that we are going to enjoy because it's moved to Marvel. And nothing against Dark Horse, but Marvel is just a bigger it's just a bigger entity you know it's it has more talent in its in its uh stable i guess you could say so there's more talented artists that they have access to so i think we're going to see consistently probably better art than we saw not that there weren't great artists on dark horse because there were some of my favorites over there but there were a lot of comics that i didn't like the art as much on dark horse but Mm -hmm. i think with marvel we'll get a more consistent you know feel and i think the art is going to just be a, a little bit better I also like some of the flashback scenes in this particular comic where Vader sort of flashes back to his life before and things like that. And the cells are kind of like outlined in red. I think that's cool. Yeah, they use that uh, a few times throughout the comic where he kind of remembers things that happened. I like specifically the scene where the Emperor asks him, you know, is there anything else you want to tell me? And then he thinks back to all this stuff like you're seeing what's in his mind. And then he's like, nope, there's nothing else. <laughs> you know, so there, there is obviously all these other things that he probably should be telling the Emperor. But I like how they told that in the, you know, kind of that style where we're seeing what's in his mind, but he's not actually going to vocalize that to the Emperor. And he does, there's a similar thing that happens after that um, where he meets, when he meets Afra, and she asks him, how did you find me? And he remembers back to all the people that he had to either torture or kill to find her. But he doesn't actually vocalize it to her. And then at the end, she's like, oh, I probably don't want to know. So it was kind of a cool method. And I, I, I found it pretty humorous. She's a weird character. She is a weird character. Afra, I don't like her. What I don't you, like her either. What did you think about? Mm-hmm. Well, I think maybe our reasoning is different. So I'm curious to hear why you didn't like her. I think she's pretty. I think her art is well done. Um, I think she's just really melodramatic. 
<laughs> it's like, well, I know you're going to kill me, so just go ahead and do it. But if you don't mind, kill me with a lightsaber because I really don't feel like being tossed out into the black void of space. I'm like, oh my God, drama queen. <laughs> I I didn't like her because she just seemed like a dark side fangirl. Like, she was just like, oh, Darth- <laughs> I've heard of Darth Vader. I want to be like Darth Vader. Well, she even seemed like gonna... she was kind of crushing on him. She's just like, oh, you did, the... didn't she? You're the one that she I've been was waiting a... for. Not, and... a... Not a dark side fangirl. She's a dark side groupie. Yeah. That's what she is. She's like, you know, oh, Darth Vader, big fan. And like, yeah, some of the stuff I'm she was saying to him. And I'm thinking, that's weird. Like, I don't know. I just, and I'm not a fan of. What'd you say? And she wants to go get on his tour bus. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think she's hoping that she gets to stick with him for a while. Um, but she yeah, is. it was just weird because to me, she was kind of this random character that shows up. And I guess he was going there to try to, I guess, get her help to get himself an army. Um, I guess. But it was just I like, like her he droids. shows up and then she's just like, oh, yeah, come on. Let's like, I'll give you whatever you want. And I'm like going to hang out with you. I like assassin droids. Her triple zero droid that's like, oh, you know, I just kill people. I drink their blood. He's like a vampire. <laughs> Those droids were interesting. Um, zero. Because <laughs> you have him and then you have the, the astromech. So it's kind of like a parallel to R2-D2 and C-3PO, but it's almost too, too on the nose. And the one droid is basically like Chopper, except like a hundred times worse. Like as far as how much it wants to kill people, but it reminded me of Chopper. I think his name was like Chopper. Doesn't want to kill people. Well, that's debatable. So we got to also see Vader. We were talking about how Vader went to uh, Jabba's palace, so he went back to Tatooine. Um, But oh yeah, do you remember the scene where they just show like the? Tuscan village like completely decimated and Vader's standing there oh yeah that that's so weird it's right at the end is that the end of issue one yeah yeah so it was just kind of I was just like oh that was kind of out of nowhere but I guess maybe he's still got a grudge against those Tuscans (laughs) (laughs) you kill my mom I'm gonna come back occasionally and take out a village sounds good but yeah, so we get to see him go to another planet that he'd been to before, Geonosis. He's headed there with Aphra. They're going to try to find Droid Army, uh, I guess, that she knows is there. But they end up finding mm-hmm. the weird uh, Geonosian Like queen. zombie Geonosian droid weird Yeah, crap. that <laughs> Like, <laughs> she's like half droid, half Geonosian queen, but she's still, like, um, giving birth to, like, robotic eggs, like. that's so see all of that like (laughs) like, this is what i'm telling you this is why the story is confusing and non-cohesive and weird like i don't get why you don't understand no i do feel that way i understand where you're coming from there there are elements of this this volume that i really liked there are things that like this the whole thing on geonosis that i was just like what is this about it's so strange and a lot of times it's funny because a lot of times would people would give you know, kind of the Legends universe, a lot of flack because it was like, oh, they just, they were so lost in their ways and they just started telling these random stories that made no sense and it was, a lot of it was just crap, you know, and, you know, the whole idea with the new canon is they were going to really, you know, narrow that stuff down, you know, give us a direct story and everything's going to tie together and it's going to, 
it's all going to be so great. And then we get this. And it's just like, this is just like the same kind of stuff. Like, it's really not that much different. <laughs> In some ways, it's weirder. But Well, and even like um, the ships and stuff look like something out of Star Trek. You remember in the new maybe it's the new star trek maybe or maybe it's something oh maybe it's guardians of the galaxy that ship that they're trying to get into that looks like a big like worm floating around in the sky and okay. at the end of guardians of the galaxy and it like kind of like moves like a like a worm or like a snake it's these ships and stuff look like that to me hmm. they look weird except for the one that looks like a naboo starfighter well i think it was or not a starfighter more than the whatever like Padme's ship was, right? They were on one right of those. that one. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Looks like that one. But some of the so they were talking about the you know starring Boba Fett and Jabba the Hutt. So we talked about him meeting Jabba, but he does actually meet Boba Fett as well, along with his Wookiee companion, which I'm yep. I'm not. <laughs> his name was Black something. Um, yeah, they're both bounty hunters. He meets them in the first issue. Right. So we did get a Boba Fett appearance, although he seemed a little odd to me. Like, I guess I've gotten used to the the Boba Fett of Legends, but this Boba Fett just seemed a little off. Some of the things he was saying, he was like, well, give me the bounty and I'll prove it. You know, like, just seemed like really cheesy lines that he was saying. I would have almost rather him not really say much at all. Mm Mm-hmm. But um, we got a little bit of Boba Fett. Um that new Wookiee companion of his, I'm, you know, I guess that's a new addition to Canon. I'm not aware of him ever traveling with a Wookiee before. It seems a little odd considering he actually has Wookiee braids on his, on his Mandalorian armor that this Wookiee would be like wanting to hang out with him. I was looking at it, trying to figure out if he actually did have Wookiee braids on his armor in this one. He does in that scene. I remember because like I was on his shoulder. I was specifically thinking about it as a, I was like, "Oh, he's hanging out with a Wookiee now." And then I was like, looking at his armor and seeing that. Well, maybe this Wookiee just doesn't care. Although maybe that the fact that they're Wookiee braids might actually be something from Legends and in canon that maybe they're not Wookiee braids. Maybe, maybe they're, they're not Wookiee braids. But, um, yeah. But so we didn't really get too much Boba Fett, but a little bit. Get a little bit more of him at the end. But I mean, like by a little bit, I mean a lot of a little. <laughs> <laughs> One of the bigger changes, I guess, in this story or for canon is the fact that General Tag, I guess is how you pronounce it, um, is now like the guy that they've put over top of Vader. It's almost like he's Tarkin's replacement. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of interesting to see that character that we're very familiar with from the films. Um, at least his short scene that he was in, um, actually show up in a pretty big role. Yeah, and he was kind of, I don't know, I get all of the generals confused, so I don't really remember who was who. You know, who's? I mean, Tarkin obviously is very, he stands out, but I don't remember who Piet is, and Ozzel, and Tag, and, you know... This one is definitely one of the more memorable ones for me. You know, he was in that, you know, that round table of people that were talking when Vader decides to bounce that guy's head off the table. Um, and he has kind of a very distinct voice. So I could kind of hear him as I'm reading the, the comic. I'm, I'm hearing that voice. Um, 
So I, I thought it was kind of cool. I, I was glad they used a familiar character as opposed to creating a brand new character. Mm-hmm. Um, and give that character a little bit more meaning in the universe. Yeah, I would have to go back and watch the movie again in order to figure out who this one is. Yeah. Um, but I it was interesting how confident he was with Vader. You know, he Vader at this time just doesn't seem like he garners a lot of respect. Nope, and he doesn't seem that intimidating either. No, and it's kind of it's kind of interesting to see um, this version of Vader where he's you know in A New Hope we did get to see that a little bit as far as Tarkin was kind of dragging him around on a leash a bit, mm-hmm. um, but it it seems like that's actually kind of the Vader that we're getting now with this new canon stuff at least at this time period um, that he's still even even though Tarkin's gone it's not like okay Vader is now you know the first in line behind the Emperor. He's still subservient to people, you know, below the Emperor. Yeah, you know, I, I'm looking at this scene with him and the Emperor when, towards the end, when the cyborg weird people are like, they say, these are your children. And he's like, enough! And then Palpatine says, um, you will forgive Lord Vader. He is sensitive on the topic of children. <laughs> I was just like, but <laughs> there was, yeah, there, that was, I thought like, I was like, man, the emperor is just a jerk. You know, when he says that kind of stuff, but there was another scene where he said, I think it was about Tatooine. He was like, Oh, you went to Tatooine. There must, that must be sentimental for you or something like that. And I was just like, Oh, you jerk. Like, it's like he is, we had talked about it when we reviewed Lords of the Sith in the way mm-hmm. he was treating Vader like crap the whole time. And it's, you know, it's, it's consistent with these comics as well. Like they don't have any sort of a friendship relationship at all, or even like master, you know, apprentice mentorship. It's almost just him being a complete jerk to him. And for whatever reason, Vader's just dealing with it. I think this is what sets up why Vader doesn't mind turning back to the light side. And, <laughs> you know, at the end he's like, I'm tired of this abuse. Took him long enough. I know. He died because of it. But, yeah, because with Tag, and then Tag even gives, like, he even puts one of his underlings kind of in charge of Vader to keep an eye on Vader. He sends this guy off, and Vader even kind of, although Vader ultimately, I guess, kills the guy. They didn't really definitively say the guy was dead. Something happens to the guy because he's a traitor. But Vader kind of put up with him a little bit longer than I thought he would, too. I was thinking, man, the Vader that I feel like I've seen before would not put up with this and would have force choked at least one of these guys by now. But I guess he's biding his time. Mm. Well, there's more issues to come. So you can't just take them all out right now. It's true. But, um, got to be patient. I guess. And you were kind of talking about how like, there's a lot of weird stuff in this comic. And I think maybe one of the weirdest things, and we can kind of, you know, finish up talking about it with this, but we had the stuff where, um, the emperor is actually having these different people like cybernetically change to almost like replace the force. Like he's, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it was, it was weird. There's like a couple of Jedi esque characters, although they don't have the force. Um, there was a cybernetically enhanced Trandoshan. Um, yeah, it was just, that whole thing was a little bit, there was a Mon Cal too, wasn't there? I think so. Um, but yeah, that, that whole thing, I didn't know where they're going with it, but it's almost like Vader, they're establishing this group that Vader's going to be hanging out with now for a while. 
including Afra um, and these other characters. And it just all seems a little... I'm with you. It, it is weird. Like, I didn't get to the end of this comic and think, oh, wow, that was like a really, really cool story, really unique story. <laughs> it was like, there were cool things in this comic, but in the end, I was just like, that that was really weird. Like, the whole thing on Geonosis, the, the thing about these cybernetic people. I mean, even like the leader of those people has like a Rodian eye. Cyborg 4. Cyborg. Dr. Cyborg. <laughs> So yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, so I don't know. I'm like, this is the first of the other. I did read some of the Canaan comics because I was just really excited about them. This is the oh, first, I've read all of them so far. This is the first like full volume that I've read, so it's kind of my first impression, I guess you could say, of a like a full story for Marvel, and at least for the Vader stuff so far, this is like eh, like it's it's definitely something that I'm not super excited about finding out more about these characters i just there's not one character in this comic including darth vader himself that i was invested in nope (laughs) (laughs) they haven't introduced anyone to me that i'm like oh this is somebody i really want to know more about especially afra like i just to me she is just not even interesting at all no she's she's boo but maybe (laughs) there might be some you know it's still early on, you know, it's just the first volume. I know that they've already released enough issues now. I think, uh, I think they're on issue 12 now. So we're, we're going to be getting the next volume in January. So maybe this, you know, there's going to be some growth for that character and I'm going to like her eventually. But right now it just seems like, like we were saying before, she's a bit of a dark side groupie and I never liked Vader that much anyway. So (laughs) yeah, you and I are both there. We're not, huge huge Vader fans like we like him we appreciate him but we're not we're not Vader groupies no definitely not I'm much more excited to read um, even the Leia stuff I'm hearing good things about Lando um, oh yeah I know I want to read the Lando stuff too the Star Wars series Kanan the Kanan ones so all of that stuff like I'm actually really excited for this is probably the one I was least excited for so maybe I was already going into it, kind of not looking to like it, but um, so far I'm not, you know, I'm not jumping on board with this one. Not that I'm not going to continue to read them, but because I'm going to read them all. But um, sound like Pokemon. Yeah, gotta read them all. Gotta read them all. But um, not something that I'm really, you know, chomping at the bit to read the next issue. Well, it's a good thing we have other issues to read before that. We do. We do. So I don't know, like that was kind of my overall thoughts. It sounds like you've kind of had similar feelings. Did you did you find have, anything in the comic? Feelings. Did you find anything in the comic that you enjoyed? The art. The art. Okay. I like the fact that they established Tag as a more meaningful character. I did like that. I like the the visit to Jawa's palace, um, and a little bit more insight into the relationship of Vader and the Emperor. I think those were the high points for the story to say some positive things. Um, but beyond that, it really didn't do much for me. Yep. 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 So, I'm right there with you. All right. Well, are we good to wrap this episode up? I think we are. Um, on our next episode, guess what we're reviewing? Guess what we're reviewing? Uh, Lost stars. Are we so excited? Yeah. I feel like we're an episode behind and we still have another, uh, another Servants of the Empire book to 
Uh, we do. We have two more, but we'll get to them in good time. Next episode <laughs> is Lost Stars. <laughs> we're just joking. Your executive decision. I don't I care do. what we have on the slate. We're, we're reviewing Lost Stars next episode. We are. All right. I'm good with that. That'll good. Get, that'll light a fire under me to, to read it a little bit faster. All I don't f- know why you haven't. This book's amazing. It's like the best one that's come out. I think the size of it is intimidating to me. Oh, it's, it's just, so good. And everyone, and the reasons why you are saying it's so good are probably things that I'm not going to enjoy as much as you do. You don't even know why I'm saying it's so good. No, you there keep saying so all. There are so many things. There okay. are so many things about right. this book that are so good about it. I've just told you a very small handful of. It's like when you get a handful of chips, you know, <laughs> and you have some, but then there's more. There's another handful of chips I haven't told you about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I will now think of chips as I'm reading this book. <laughs> like, where's that other handful of chips that Teresa promised me? Everywhere. <laughs> so, no, I'm looking forward to reading it. I did want to finish the... Uh, I was looking forward to finishing the Servants of the Empire book because I was kind of already, you know, most of the way through it. But... You can still finish it. I will know. finish that first. And then I will jump right into Lost Stars. Do it, do it. And I'll have it done before we review it, for sure. Well, that'd be good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, let's see. You can follow us on Twitter at SWBookworms, and you can email us, if you so like, to StarWarsBookworms at gmail.com. And you can like us on Facebook if you want to see the latest updates on our episodes, if you want to comment on one of our episodes. Um, just tell us your general thoughts over on Facebook or you can check out you know, the latest news and things like that we post over there uh, we're also on iTunes we'd love for you to leave us a nice 5 star review if you listen to our show and you enjoy it and you can find Teresa on Twitter and Instagram at IceColdPenguin and you can find Aaron he is at AVGoin so until next time keep on reading Force be with you.